You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing great. I even have some inside scoop. I rarely share inside scoop on the show because uh, it's just not what we do here, and I don't want to get in trouble, you know, but, uh, but I have some inside scoop to share. Well, so then I'll, I'll, I'll share it this time. Is that a teaser? Nope, nope, I'll say it right now. Or, or you, you want to talk about one of our lovely sponsors, or you want me to just go ahead and blurt it out? Well, I, you know, I'm kind of saying let's tease it. I mean, let's yeah, just tease it for a second. Think. Well, now nah, you know what? It's, it's not, not really our style, great. is it? And it's not really that great. If it, if it has a lot of buildup, people are going to go, shit, that sucked. Well, now you've teased but, me. <laughs> You know how we have like a fourth quarter program in the off season? Oh, you know, shit. You know how we yeah. do that? Yeah. Okay, it starts next Monday. But this week, uh, just so we don't confuse all the youngsters, we put the uh, youngsters, the youngsters, the early enrollees, they're doing it right now. So when the veterans start the fourth quarter program, they won't be lost. They, they know what to do. So there you go. I just haven't read that anywhere. I just happen to know that, and uh, uh, it, it hasn't been, you know, released or there's an article about it or anything like that. So uh, I just happen to know that's true. So there you have it. Working I hard. Kinda, I kind of want to start the whole podcast over because that that uh, <laughs> I told you. It, it I told you we should build it up. Well, I told you we you built build it, it up. up. I did build it up. It was my. I built it up. But on the other hand, it is. News, because what it means is our 2021 football team is preparing for the 2021 season. There's no more off season. There's no more like, gee, uh, what's the team going to look like next year? Uh, no, no, the team is together, and there's a plan, and they are literally working together as the 2021 Alabama football team. So in that sense, it's, uh, it's news that you didn't get anywhere else. You know what uh, – uh, uh... You know what a good news rumor, something like that would have been? If you had said, hey, did Luke, did you know this? I'm going to report this, and nobody knew this. Did you know quarterback Ty Simpson has a fountain of Wayne Stacy's mom-style crush on Terry Saban, and that's why he's going to commit to Alabama? That would have been a cool story. But no, no, no. You come at me with something about the fourth quarter program, and I checked out as soon as you told me it was about off-season workouts. <laughs> Here's the good news. What I said was factual. I don't think there's any way that second thing is factual. I don't think so. No, but it's a it much be better cool. story. There's no doubt about it would be that. Cool. It would be cool. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. You shamed me into uh, something good. Okay, you shamed me into something. This isn't like scoop. It's just like a fact that most listeners wouldn't know, okay? But uh, here's a fact most listeners wouldn't know, and we'll keep it down home because everybody let, let, let's keep this down for whatever reason this hadn't made it out although it's not that big a deal it's just connecting the dots but a uh, new alabama assistant jay graham brand new guess who gave him his first job in coaching i'm going to say ty simpson's dad there you go 
There you go. I teased it enough for you to have a good guess. That's correct. Jay Graham's first job in coaching was with uh, Jay Simpson at UT Martin. So there's a, a probably something. I don't know that it's a deciding factor. I mean, it'd be kind of crazy that the tight end coach, you know, is the deciding factor. I doubt that's the case, but uh, could be just one more check mark in the uh, in the Alabama column. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is much better. You should have just led with that and then followed up later. You shamed me into that. I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to say anything about that, but you shamed me into it. So here, here we go. I'll, I'll also come up with something else. How's that? I'm going to come up with something else before the show's over that will qualify as some level of scoop or you didn't know this until you heard it here type thing. Okay, That's it's got to be better than whatever that little nugget you – that was a literal <laughs> nugget. You know, people say, I'm going to drop some nuggets. You know, Tim Watts, can't wait to see your nuggets later today. You dropped a Good literal Lord. turd nugget right in the middle of this podcast <laughs> at the very beginning, and I do not appreciate it whatsoever. See, most people – but most of our fans, they think the fourth quarter program goes on all – when they're not practicing, they're in fourth quarter. That's not true. Now, they're, they're, they're always doing something, but the actual fourth quarter program has not begun yet. I, I think most of our fans don't know that. They just think, oh, well, if they're not practicing, they're in fourth quarter. Well, that, that's not true. If there's a fan out there who appreciated that nugget, feel free to tweet at Jimmy uh, and tell him what a great American he is. I don't care. Um, Jimmy, in fact, just that, just because that started out the whole podcast, I am going to go ahead and take us to our first break where I'm going to talk about built built bar y'all built bar. I ain't playing anymore. Go get your built bars, go get your built bar on. Look, this thing has blown up. And I, I want to think it's want to think it's mostly in part to uh, to our work here at Locked On Bama, but it probably is to some other people too. I don't know who they are, but I think we had a lot to do with Built Bar's explosion in popularity. I've seen them advertise on Fox News. Don't tweet at me. I saw it while I was eating dinner, and they happened to have Fox News on, and I said, "Hey, that's a Built Bar commercial on Fox News. That's a big deal." Um, they probably on CNN and MSNBC too, so don't don't fret. Um, but Built Bar is a thing, people, and it's delicious. They sent Jimmy and me these samples of this coconut brownie chunk. And I'm y'all, I'm telling you, it's so good. You you would have no favorite. idea it's healthy. It's, it's it the best one favorite. they got. It was my favorite of all of them, which is saying a lot. But that was my favorite one. I could eat that. I would eat that for like dessert after like a big meal at a nice restaurant. I would eat that for dessert. It, it, it's that good. You would go George Costanza, eat the the bar with a knife and a fork. If somebody served you that in a restaurant, I thought you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say the eclair out of the garbage can. <laughs> I would eat this out of a garbage can. You damn right I would. If it was on if, top, like George, like George's eclair, yeah, it'd have to be if on it was top. On top, yeah, it has to be on I top mean, and I, not touching other garbage. That's right. I'm going to take precautions. I mean, we're in a pandemic. I got to take some precautions. But uh, yeah. Built Bar, go check them out, builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on and just send us thank you notes later. I'm telling you, you'll love them. Built Bar is the way to rock. Now, when you get done eating that Built Bar, waddle yourself on over to betonline.ag. That's where you're going to make the cash. You, and it's a circle of life, people. You go to betonline.ag, 
Use the promo code locked on. You play your poker, you play your sports bets, you play your blackjack, whatever you're fancy. You win that money, collect your money in an easy, timely fashion from betonline.ag as soon as you win. Then you go to Built Bar, spend that money, and start over. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. That's how you do this. Betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. It is so easy to sign up, so easy to pay in, even easier to pay out. BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on. You're going to save a ton of money on Built Bar, and then you're going to use that money to go to BetOnline.ag and make more money. Then, you know, who knows where your career will lead, but it's going to be awesome because you're going to be eating Built Bars and playing uh, sports betting sites. That's what you want to do. BetOnline.ag. All right, Jimmy. Um, I don't, I'm not going to get into something here, but I, I can't believe nobody's brought this up yet. And this has nothing to do with the fourth quarter program, but um, okay. So Lorenzo Washington passes away. And yeah. I, again, we don't want to get into the specifics of the death. I, I, I've heard things just like you. It sure sounds like it was, um, it was unfortunately self-inflicted. Vincent Jackson, who was a wide receiver, uh, I think he played for. Did he not play for Wisconsin? And then he played in the pros. Wisconsin's right. Tampa Bay. And then yeah, uh, Tampa Bay. Great player. Yeah, great. Player. Yeah, he was great. Really good. Um, and then now he he went missing for a few days. He had checked into a hotel, and then they found him deceased. Now I have not heard one way or the other, but you have to assume this was. It, it sounds almost like a leaving Las Vegas type scenario, and so fill in your blanks here, but. What's scary to me is here's two guys, one's 34, one's, I think, 37, 38. I mean, the both football players, Jimmy, do you think there's there's any, not any tie-in like, like they knew each other, but just, man, I just, I hate it when I hear this about anybody, but you especially hate it when you hear about football players that you, you idolize. And you wonder if there is any tie-in because you, you think about something like Junior Seau or Mike Webster. Uh, man, I hope I'm I hope I'm just going off. On so a you're tangent. saying so 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 you're saying uh, a brain injury. Could there potentially be a CTE thing here? Exactly. I, think I hate that, saying that, it out loud. Uh, yeah, I hate saying it out loud too. But but I think it's important that we do. First of all, we don't know that that's a, a cause of death uh, for certain for for either one. That's just like what we would call the heavy rumor. Um, and we need to ask those questions because it's important that we know. It's, it's very important for us football fans and football players especially to know what CT is, CTE is, what it's caused, what are the effects, can it be diagnosed, uh, is there some sort of medication, uh, should we change the way the game is played. All that stuff is very important because as important as football is and as much as we love it, uh, we also love the players, and we, I don't want any of these guys getting hurt. And if it is CT, we need to just know, and we need to we need the the best neuro minds in the in the in the world to to study this and help everyone understand and maybe cure or treat or or, or even change the rules of the game. I mean, I, I understand all that, and that, that's very important. But here, the the other side that I don't understand is this. Even if it is CTE, even if it is for both, we we all either played high school football or have so many friends that did, and I have so many good friends that play college football and even, I know, pro football players. I mean, 
I know we all do, and we idolize all these guys. And there's just been, if you go back to the 30s or the 20s, there's just not just hundreds, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of guys who have played football in high school, in college, in pro football. And they're not all uh, hurting themselves. They're not all showing these symptoms. And so I just say that to say this. We don't know. We need to know more. I refuse to believe that if you play football, you get CTE. I refuse to believe it because there's too many people that have played football. There's lots of people who play football that lead seemingly totally normal lives, uh, you know, uh, cognitively. So I can't personally believe that if you play football, you get CTE or you get symptoms from it that harm you. Uh, I refuse to believe that. There's just too many people that have played football that are fine. Now, that said, I am not a uh, you, you get what you sign up for. If you play football, then everybody knows you get hit in the head and, and, and bad shit can happen. No, that is not me. That's not Jimmy Stein. That is not my opinion. It has never been my opinion. What my opinion would be is if you have a good chance of developing a cognitive disease as a result of playing football, we need to figure it out, and we need to stop it. We need to limit it, eradicate it. Uh, We need to know more. Uh, And, again, I have a lot of faith in scientists. Like we said last year, Luke, when, uh, when COVID happened, what we joke, it was a joke, but I mean it as a compliment. I said, the nerds are going to save us. I've said that all along, <laughs> and I mean it as a compliment just because the guys in lab coats, you know, t- today's minds are, are just the smartest the earth has ever seen. I, I knew uh, a collection of doctors and scientists out there were going to set all sorts of world records in, in, in creating a vaccine and treatments and cures, and here we are just literally one year later, and we have these things. Uh, nerds can do the same thing with CTE, and uh, again, I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> you know, uh, they'll 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 figure it out, and they'll fix it. So I think we should all educate and, and be in favor of. We need to know more, and it can't be the extremist view. It can't be we got to shut football down because you get CTE from playing football. That's not true, but it also can't be the hey, these guys know the danger and they signed up anyway. That, that's a real butthole way to look at it, and no one signs up for this. And if there is a way to make the game safer, then, then we need to do that. I, I get you know, frustrated with targeting calls, but it has made the game safer. There is an effort to eliminate the idea of taking a wide receiver's head off over the middle of the field or the punt returner or, or anybody like that. So – I am 100% for making the game as safe as possible for the players, even if it means drastically changing the rules, if that's necessary. But we won't know that until we know more. And uh, I have a total faith and confidence in in doctors uh, all over the world to figure it out. So there you go. I I guess my thought is I just – what worries me is it's going to give fodder to those who do want to attack football because we are in the middle of cancel culture. Let's let's go ahead and admit that we know this. I mean, cancel culture is a is a real thing. In fact, you know, it's it's not funny. And somebody will probably try to cancel this podcast. I want to say this, but I 
my wife was really interested in that Britney Spears documentary. You know, uh, what yeah. was it? Um, Free Britney. Uh, Free Britney. Free or, Britney you know, Spears. Whatever I've it seen is. it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, people are jumping down Justin Timberlake's throat because they, when they broke up in 2002, uh, he he wrote a song and he had a video vaguely looked like her about her cheating on him. And, you know, she broke his heart. Um, apparently I, again, I hadn't seen either one of these things. I just heard about all this. He issued this long drawn out apology about how, you know, I, man, I, I didn't mean this and she's awesome. And, and, um, you know, also didn't mean to tear the bra off of Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl, And I realized how my privilege has led me to be a, you know, I didn't get thrown under the bus cause I'm a male. And, and look, some of that probably does have some validity. There's no doubt. But I mean, can we not get to a point where we say, okay, do do we all have to go back and apologize for everything? And are we going back and apologizing for breakups? That's what we're doing. They weren't even married. They were broke up. They're both gazillionaires. Do we really have to feel sorry for both of them? I don't want to. I mean, I you know, look, I don't care. And this is an Alabama podcast. And I don't know why the hell I got off on this. Oh, I do know now because I was talking about cancer culture. Um, I was talking about cancel culture. And my point is, it just seems like every day there's somebody saying, we've got to do away with this thing forever. We can never do that again. And I'm like, look, I mean, if you, I mean, it's the same way I talked about at the beginning of the pandemic. You take a risk every day you step out of your house. You, t- you take a risk getting in your car. You take a risk when you take a flight. You, you always take a risk. Now you can mitigate the risk. And um. I don't, I'm like you, I want to, I don't want anybody from football to have brain damage. Come on. I mean, that's not, that's crazy. Let's figure out a way to make it safer. And they're doing great things to make it safer. They're almost going over the top to make it safe with some of these targeting rules. But, you know, I, I, I guess I was just saying that my first thought, and maybe this is just the way I'm wired now was, oh my God, this is going to be a lot of fodder for somebody to use these two guys. If they, if this went down, if these two things went down the way, it sure seems like they went down. People are going to lose their minds. Like you see what happens when you play football. And, and I just don't want it right. to be that because that's not what it should be about. Cause you're right. Football has been going on for a long time, even without helmets. And may, many people weren't doing this. Maybe it's more about depression in society as a whole versus just, football but there could be some cte link i don't know i just i get i don't even know why i brought this up i, I don't because i didn't want to even get off on it but i it just the 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 um the the timeliness not boy the untimeliness of both of these things happened so close to one another yeah. and it just made me think they're both football players i can't believe somebody hadn't gotten on espn yet and said shut down football forever I don't think that I mean I mean yeah I, I, first of all somebody somewhere is going to say let's shut this down until we can figure out what's going on somebody somewhere is going to say that but I, I, I don't you know the same I, you know I don't think Justin Timberlake was about to be canceled <laughs> I think I think he felt compelled to say something and I, I don't think he was going to be canceled I don't think that there will be people calling or, or legitimate people calling to cancel football. But hopefully, hopefully what will happen in both things, if we want to connect both things, hopefully what happens is it's a call uh, to, to, to redouble efforts to learn more about CTE and its effects and what can be done to prevent it or treat it or eradicate it, uh, maybe with safer helmets. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I hope that we make 
radical jump technology-wise, maybe in the helmet seat these guys wear. Maybe that's helpful. Uh, and, and Justin Timberlake has a, a huge following and a lot of fans, male and female. And if he says something that helps people be more understanding one another, I'm, I'm, that, that, that's fine. I don't think Justin really owed anyone an apology ba- based on what he did. Uh, but, you know, he, he, I mean, for one thing, I like Crimey River, and I like the video. And, I, and, and it just goes to show you how you change. When that video came out, I remember it was like '02, I think. And, and I love the video. I like the song. I'm a big Justin Timberlake fan. And, and I'm like, boy, that girl, I mean, he's clearly singing and talking about Britney and then basically puts a Britney lookalike in the video. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it other than, wow, Justin Timberlake and Britney are fighting right in front of <laughs> their, their little spat now is, is right in front of God and everybody right here. And how awesome and fun is that? Uh, I, I think now that some people call them diss tracks, you know, when one artist goes after another for whatever reason. And at the time, even I'm guilty of it because I'm like, well, this is entertaining. But when now that we've had a chance to mature, hopefully we look back and go, you know, maybe it's not cool, Justin, to tell the whole world that Britney was cheating on you. Um, you know, and who, who knows what Justin's behavior was like. No, maybe it just wasn't cool to make it obvious to the whole world that that's what was going on because well, that's, maybe he wasn't the best guy either, you know? Okay. That's a good point. Um, but, but, I, I'm, but, and, I, but, but I, you know, really this has gotten to be an E or slash Bravo podcast, but um, <laughs> I'm going to say, I think oh, yeah. the only solution based on all this is we need to make Justin and Brittany play football. Somehow we've come to that. Is that what we've done? next scoop. They are in the fourth quarter program. <laughs> You know, but I mean, again, and here's the other thing. I remember pretty vividly, I've been a rap fan, you know, most of my life. I mean, I'm not big on like the new rap style necessarily, but I was old school rap guy and I still, Slick Rick's Children's Story is still my favorite song. But um, I remember when UTFO dissed Roxanne and I don't remember UTFO, the Untouchable Force Organization, coming out with any apologies. So I'm just saying... (laughs) You know, I'm just saying. They... All right, Jimmy, let me uh, let's take cheating? a break. <laughs> let's take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, Jimmy, for our last segment, I'm going to leave this up to you. We can go one of two ways. I've written two things down. All right, I've written more than that, but the only two things that I've oh, seen a script, that, a script. Yeah, I, I'm into it. Well, it's it's I'm more bullets than a script. Um, we can talk Gus Malzahn, which I would rather discuss, or Ben Davis. Which one do you want? I, I think we can knock out both in 60 seconds. Luke, I can right. name that tune in 60 seconds. All right. Well, you go ahead and knock out your Ben Davis take. Then I got a Gus Malzahn take. Uh, well, I think just a thank you to Ben. And, you know, you know, one great thing I'll say about Ben is probably the most discussed player in Alabama football history that was rarely on the field. Um, and he handled that great. I have not heard one negative thing about Ben Davis in five years, about the person uh, that he is and the teammate that he was. And he did make some plays in his Alabama career. And for God's sakes, people, let's remember this. You know, it's kind of hard to get on the field at Alabama. It's kind of hard. It's not like, oh, we signed a guy, and what the hell is wrong? He's not starting. There's 85 guys on the football team. 22 starting positions, it's hard to become a starter 
at Alabama, our starting outside linebackers are Will Anderson, who could be the first pick in the whole damn draft. That's how good he is. The other guy's Chris Allen, who's, who's basically a senior, has been there for four years, was an extremely highly recruited player who's going to be a pro football player, is going to be an NFL player. Chris Allen next year may form the best outside linebacker duo in the country with Will Anderson. So it's just hard to get on the field. Just because Ben Davis didn't start at Alabama doesn't mean he's, quote, terrible or bad or a wasted scholarship. Anybody that says shit like that just has a completely demented view of what college football is and what recruiting means. Yes, he was very highly recruited. Yes, he was a five-star. Yes, he never became a starting football player at Alabama. None of that has to do with Ben's effort or who he is as a player. And I'm very happy he graduated, and I hope he transfers and goes someplace where he can prove to everyone that, you know what, he's a good football player. Uh, I believe he is good. It's just hard to get on the field at Alabama. And, hey, there's a lot of great college baseball players that get to the big leagues or they get to professional baseball in the minor leagues. Ends up they can't hit a professionally thrown curveball. And that's the end of their career. And no one scratches their head going, what the hell happened? Well, guess what? It's hard. It's hard. So that's my Ben Davis talk. What I learned from that entire rant is you'd suck at name that tune. That was the longest <laughs> was, 60 was seconds. Was 60 seconds? Sweet Jesus, that was three and a half minutes. I was like, we're going to run out of time. I'm a lawyer that charges by the hour. By the, by the word or the hour? <laughs> the more um, words there are, the more hours there are. Judge, I really think, really, really, really think that this man is really, 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 really innocent. Um, okay. I got to tell you my I best. I propose mo- 15 minutes of silence while we deliberate this. <laughs> All right. I've got to t- give my Gus Malzahn take because here's the thing. Um, Gus Malzahn was the best hire of the college football offseason. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's the best hire for m- multiple reasons. Number one, he's, I mean, arg- probably inarguably the most decorated of anybody hired. Um, I can't think of anybody right off the top of my head who's more decorated, who's had you know more success, proven success at at uh, a Power Five conference. I mean, you want to talk about Brian Harson, and I know Auburn tweeted out some you know graphic with Brian Harson's got the third best winning percentage. Yeah, when you play Wyoming, Wyoming State, and Wyoming Tech, um, you you can do some things. Um, Gus Malzahn's been over there; he's been in the trenches, buddy. So uh, look. I think I also think at the same time it's okay to say that Auburn needed to fire Gus Malzahn. I get it. He had hit his glass ceiling. I told not his glass ceiling, his concrete ceiling. We get it. He was going to go 10 and 4 at best and at worst he was going to go 7 and 6. And and we knew what his limitations were. So if Auburn wants to do better, if they have aspirations of national championships, they had to fire him. I get that. I don't mind they're making a change and um Going for somebody like a Brian Harson, you know, personally, I think I think they probably could have done better than that. But who knows? Nobody can say whether Brian Harson's a good hire or a bad hire yet, because we have no idea. If you're optimistic, you you shouldn't be. If you're pessimistic, you shouldn't be. You need to wait and see. But Gus Malzahn, I'm, at Central Florida, 
with with uh, Travis Williams recruiting for him now, yeah, they're going they're going to be they're going to be not bad. They're going to be a thing. They're going to win ten games. That's uh, they he may even be able to break through that ceiling because of his schedule. He might be now. You know, he may have to change some of his ways, but I mean, who knows? I think, and they get him at a bargain basement price. Auburn had to pay Gus Malzahn a gazillion dollars to leave. And then now they're paying Brian Harson a pretty penny. Tennessee, Tennessee had to fire their guy, pay him a bunch. Then they hire somebody for two weeks, give him 900000 to go away in Kevin Steele. Then they hired Josh Heupel. And somehow Central Florida upgraded. It's unbelievable. Central Florida is the biggest winner in this offseason. And look, maybe Brian Harson oh, totally is totally agree. Totally maybe Brian maybe Brian Harson's the best coach since Nick Saban. He could be. I, we don't know that though. And we won't know that for several years. You cannot say that Central Florida didn't win the offseason now. They won it. They finally legitimately won something. <laughs> Hey, uh, th- this is how I have to look at it as an Alabama fan. Everybody that's listening to the show is a big fan of Alabama football. So I- I'll ask all of you to ask yourselves this question, and-, and I think it answers it. It's a silly question, but it can be asked. It's silly, but here we go. Uh, Nick retires, and uh, President Bell calls you, Mr. Alabama fan, and says, uh, look, we got to hire Nick's replacement. Uh, and-, and it starts this season, uh, Nick retired suddenly. Uh, here are the three candidates. I know there's not a fourth, and no, don't complain about the candidates. Here's your three candidates. Would you want to hire to coach Alabama? Brian Harson, Josh Heupel, or Gus Malzahn? W- which one do you want? And, yeah, I, it's, it's a no-fun hypothetical, and no, no, it's, it's over-the-top silly in terms of the actual hypothetical. But my point is, if those are my three choices, I'm taking Gus. He's proven at the SEC level. And guess what? As weird as Gus's career was, he coached in the toughest conference, not just the toughest conference. He coached in the toughest division in the toughest conference while a team, his rival was, was experiencing the greatest dynasty in the history of, of the history of college football and never had a losing season. Auburn did not have a losing season under, under Gus Malzahn at any point. And, in fact, he coached them uh, as an assistant, uh, as an offensive coordinator to the national championship game and as a head coach to the national championship game, Auburn. So I, I, I'm not saying Gus is awesome and Auburn was stupid for firing him. I, I sort of get they it. They had I, to fire him. They had to fire him. Oh, well, recruiting was dead. They, they had to. But. Of those three, who's the best head coach of Gus, Harson, and Josh Heupel? I'm taking Gus. That's my opinion. Now, if, no, Heupel, and, if Heupel and Harson prove me wrong, I'll be glad to own that. But uh, that's my opinion today, just like yours. No, I, I'm with you, and I don't think it's close. And somehow, this, is, this all goes back to leadership for me, Some, and also a little bit of luck. I mean – Somehow Tennessee got worse in the offseason. They were a tire fire, and now the, the the tire has gotten bigger. And this fire is all smoke, and the smoke is toxic, and it's destroying the ozone, but it's only destroying the ozone above Knoxville. 
Knoxville is melting <laughs> before our eyes. I mean, because the ray, the direct rays of the sun are burning a hole right through that sun sphere at, from that former World's Fair in Knoxville. It's crazy. Um, and somehow, somehow, Central Florida, who has had all these illegitimate claims of national championship and we belong, we belong, we belong, they end up getting the best coach of the offseason. I don't understand how football works anymore. And I get, again, I'm going to say this again for any Auburn fan that happens to be listening, and I think we do have some that do listen. I agree. You had to hire, fire Gus Malzahn. You had to. You're right. Recruiting was dead. You had to fire. I have no I got problem a hot with what take. Auburn did. Yeah. I got a hot take. It's local, so I'm cheating. I got a hot take. Central Florida hiring Gus was not the hire of the offseason, though it was really, really good. I think the best hire made by anyone in the country this year making a coaching change is South Alabama. This, uh, they hired Kane Womack, the defensive coordinator at Indiana, that Indiana team that went from horseshit to top 10 and could play some defense. Uh, they're, South Alabama hired their 39-year-old defensive coordinator, who happened to be a former assistant at South Alabama under Joey Jones. That's how they knew him. But uh, I have been very impressed by every move he's made, including his hires uh, at South, uh, hiring Major Applewhite to be his offensive coordinator and hiring a, a, one, a Hugh Freeze's uh, linebacker coach to be his defensive coordinator, uh, and then all the other hires, and they're recruiting – uh, he's had very little time. Anyway, I'm just I'm just really impressed by 39 year old Kane Womack at uh, at South. So we'll see. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. And uh, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide, and everyone, cry me a river. <laughs> also, uh, what's that other one? She had a oops, we did it again. A shitty podcast. Oops, we did it. <laughs> 